Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 31st, seven minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Where should we send money to today, Rob? <laughs> Can we just wait, 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 wait? Can we just talk about something? And we got to get to Iran, and there's so many things going on. And yeah. we at war. We're impeaching Mayorkas. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a million things we got to get into on this show today. But you want to start off with something important? I well, can tell. Well, look, I just you, you. I mean, sometimes your attitude is so disrespectful. What? And you're really just so <laughs> dismissive. Yeah, I feel about? triggered. This Thank doesn't, you. This doesn't feel like a safe space. Oh, anymore. do we have to talk about your feelings? The voice of reasonality over here, <laughs> Mr. Moderate what? in the middle. Oh, what did I? I do. Well, I was just, Kevin and I were talking about, I don't even know how we got on this, mm-hmm. but somehow we got on the topic of Ricky Nelson. Uh-huh. Traveling man. It, right. And I yeah. was t- trying walking. to tell Kev uh-huh. about how Ricky Nelson is super unique because he had multiple comebacks. There was Teen Idol Ricky Nelson, uh-huh. then there was Garden Party Ricky Nelson, and then there was comeback from people got tired of both versions of Ricky Nelson and then he died in a plane crash and I was trying to tell Kev all about Ricky Nelson and uh-huh. culture him a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I know why we got on this because Kev's going to Europe and I was singing the song yeah. Traveling Man Okay. and you just I look to you for some sort of help because you've been in radio since the 50s and you you would have known about Ricky Nelson and you were totally dismissive. Oh, oh! imagine that. You say that I was in radio since the 50s and, and then I become dismissive. And so I started to count what? the hits and I counted eight. Not one, not two, not mm-hmm. three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight mm-hmm. mega hits. You know the theory. If you have three, right. you're a huge deal. Uh-huh. And I counted eight of them and I just think it was very... Very rude and disrespectful, and now we can get on to Iran or whatever catastrophe is going on in the world. I'm the rude one. You say that I've been around since the 50s working, and I'm the rude one. Uh, the truth is, Rob, I'm not really familiar with his music. Yeah. Even though you tried to tell Kevin you, that I used to play his music on the radio, you know, uh, 20 years so, before I was even born. So wait, but- wait, wait. You were such Billy Badass Johnny Tough guy on being dismissive of Ricky Nelson, and now you admit you don't even know his music. I don't know his music, which is why I I was not engaged in the conversation. Uh, I had nothing to contribute. Well, why don't we move on to something uplifting like Iran? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, President Biden says that he has made a decision on how to respond to the drone attack that killed those U.S. service members at that base in Jordan. Yes. What was it? How many days ago was that, Casey? Uh, It was over at least three days. Mm -hmm. We've been stewing on this. Gee, what should we do? I don't know, Beav. Well, the problem here is that these kind of tit-for-tat retaliatory strikes, Uh they can grow beyond the intention, right? And it can become a broader war than what either side actually wanted, and things can take on a life of their own. Uh, Kind of like that Ricky Nelson conversation. (laughs) It just grows bigger and bigger and bigger, and it gets out of control. Yeah, but some of us, and again, I guess maybe it applies here, some of us actually value things like dignity and liberty mm-hmm. and the freedom to think for yourself. And then there's people like you who just want to downplay anytime somebody has an opinion you don't agree with. So really, this is a battle for freedom and liberty, and I appreciate you tying those two things together. In all seriousness, though, Casey, mm-hmm. what are we waiting on? 
Well, like, I'm not talking about boots on the ground. I'm not talking about, hey, full-scale invasion of, of Iran and the Iranian people. But they are testing you, and they're testing you because just like in Afghanistan, they believe they'll get away with it. Okay, so uh, Hezbollah released a statement saying that they have suspended their attacks against the U.S. This after they've done more than 160 different attacks. And Iranian officials, they said that Tehran would decide respond to any U.S. attacks that President Biden has vowed to do. Ooh. He has said that his response will be in a time and a place of his choosing. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like he doesn't want to show his hand. He can't broadcast what they're going to do. Did he actually use the words time and place of his choosing? Yes, in a time and place of our choosing. You know that, what that is the response coming from the Pentagon. You know what that sounds like when you win some sort of meet and greet? You know, if you've ever entered into one of those, like, hey, win a chance to meet Tiger Woods, it's the Nike golf giveaway. And you read the fine print and it'll say, Mr. Woods will meet you at a time and place of his choosing. That's what that sounds like, except it's not a meet and greet with the celebrity. It's standing up for innocent American soldiers who were killed sleeping mm-hmm. sleeping, and minding their own business. Well, it feels like Iran just kept doing it and doing it and doing it, and whether their intention was to kill U.S. service members or not, they crossed that line. So now something has to be done. And the deputy Pentagon press secretary was trying to give some answers. Her name is Sabrina Singh, and she was saying that, yeah, the response is going to happen, and she wouldn't uh, comment on the scale of the response or what type of response, but here it is. It will happen in a time and place of our choosing. Look, I'm not going to forecast what our response is going to be. Uh, what I can tell you is that, uh, and what the president said and what the secretary has said, is that we are going to respond, but it's going to be at a time and place of our choosing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get ahead of any uh, military action that we're going to take. Of course, it wouldn't make sense to forecast our punches here. Uh, but what I can tell you is that there will be a response because we are going to hold those people accountable that did inflict uh, you know, injuries onto over 40 of our service members and, of course, tragically resulted in the death of three of our service members as well. Okay. Um and look, I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for asking this question, but if you deemed this unserious enough that you don't have to respond immediately, which clearly we were several days in and there has been no response and they won't even tell you when the response is going to be, um, shouldn't, and, and again, just call me old fashioned here, but if we're going to engage in a military conflict that is apparently so untime sensitive that we're now several days in and, and maybe several more days, I don't know. Maybe shouldn't you go to the Congress? Like, why do presidents never go to the Congress and ask for authority to engage? Because then if you screw it up, at least you got cover power. But we even notice this, our commanders in chief, they engage in all these military actions and they never go to the Congress and seek permission. And so I would think if it's a big enough deal that you're building up Right, they're building up is what she wants you to believe. Yeah, we haven't done anything yet, but oh, it's gonna be big, baby. It's gonna be bad. Shouldn't you maybe, I don't know, ask for authority to do the big bad thing? Well, it almost sounds like what, there's no plan? And the Biden administration just wants it to play itself out. So uh who will be targeted in Iran? 
I think what's important for the American people to know is that these are Iran-backed militias uh, that have been conducting attacks on U.S. forces that are there in Iraq and Syria for the sole mission to ensure the enduring defeat of ISIS. Uh, we don't want to see ISIS resurge to what it once was uh, back 10 years ago. Um, so that's why our forces are there in the region uh, to protect and to ensure that ISIS never gains the strength that it once had. Uh, again, we know that Iran continues to arm, equip, support and train these militias. And they are the ones responsible for these attacks. And that's who are we, we are going to hold accountable uh, when we do respond. OK, so the question also has to be, is the U.S. going to go alone? You know, well, that's what we do, Casey. Yeah, um, we we, pay, we do it better than anyone. We, we pay for it all the time. And since we were attacked, are we going to have our allies involved? Well, you've seen our response with allies in uh, Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen. We've conducted multilateral strikes with the U.K. and other countries uh, that have provided support for those strikes. And you've seen us do it time and time again. And we're going to continue to do that. We value the support of our partners and allies in the region and all around the world. And the attacks that we're seeing on our forces in Iraq and Syria— those have coalition forces present at those military facilities. And so it is very important that um, and and our partners and allies understand why we are taking the action that we are, whether it be unilateral or in some cases multilateral. Um, And that's what you've seen us do in those Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen. Okay, so the big question is, as Americans, should we be bracing for an escalation? Although Iran just came out and said, nope, they're halting all drone attacks. Oh! Because they walked right up to that line, and then they crossed it. But now we're going to stop because, you know, it's like they're running away scared. But should we be bracing for an escalation? Well, I can't predict what these IRGC-backed groups will do, but what I can tell you is that we've seen a pattern of these attacks since October 17th. We've seen over 100 attacks at our, on our forces, and whether it be in Iraq or Syria, and now, unfortunately, uh, with the case earlier this week in Jordan. Um, so we've continued to see these attacks, and, yet, and the attack that we saw on January 20, 28th was, in fact, an escalatory attack, as it did result uh, tragically in the death of three of our service members. Uh, but again, I can't predict what these groups will do, We've continued to message very publicly, in fact, that we urge them to stop. Uh, They haven't. And our response is we are going to take action. We are going to hold them accountable. But we're going to do so at a time and place of our choosing. Wait, wait, wait. We urge them to stop. What, Mm -hmm. in the name of love before you break my heart? Thinking, oh, over. What, what, What are we doing here? And she said that we've urged them very publicly. Do you remember what the urging was very publicly? Don't. 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 Hey, Casey. Yeah. We got to take a break. What uplifting story do you have for us next? Oh, we're going to hear from Kurt Russell. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I think you might like it. Oh, is this? Oh, yeah. He's very pro Second Amendment, right? Yes. Okay. Well, this might be better. It's a conversation on gun control. You really let us down to start the show today, Casey. So I hope you redeem yourself (laughs) when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops. 22 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh, gosh, love this music. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's thanks. Dreamy. It takes me back. Yeah. How about we just be quiet for a second? <laughs> I mean, Tony takes seven minutes every Thursday. Can I have 20 seconds? Sure. And if you're ever in Alaska, stop and see my cute. 
All right, we should probably start talking now. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Kurt Russell? I'm enjoying this music, yeah, snap Yeah, see, now you are. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Kurt Russell. Uh, he was trending again on Twitter, and it's because of an old interview that he did in 2015, and it was about gun control and his thoughts on that. This uh, interview... Wait, wait, wait. So this is from nine years ago now. Yeah, nine years ago. By the way, doesn't it... Does it, do you ever think back to things that seem like yesterday and you're like, that was so many years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, so the, so 2015. Yeah. Doesn't seem like that long ago. Was nine years ago. Yeah. When you put it that in context. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Because it does literally seem like, oh, that was like two years ago. No, that was nine years ago. He was doing this interview with this very progressive writer and they were talking about violence. And then the writer broached the topic of gun control and Kurt Russell was having absolutely none of this. And you pretty much get the feeling that he was, uh, you know, no, you can take it from my my cold hand before I'm giving up my gun. Yeah, I don't understand the concepts of conversation of the gun culture. We've lived with guns since what? the 7th century or something? I don't know. We all know that right now guns is a trope. It's a, uh, I mean, it's not a trope. It's a, it's a totem. It's a metaphor that um, disenfranchised white guys need. It makes them feel good because they're being... You surrounded. can say what you want. I don't agree with that. So it's not my thing. But it's so, statistically... You know. Well, I, you can look. If you, think that, if you think gun control or something like that is going to change a terrorist point of view, I think you're, like, out of your mind. I think no. you're, like... I think anybody is. I think, I think it's absolutely insane... The problem, the problem, the problem we're having right now is, is that we don't have the concepts of how to um, turn it around and say, you know, I, you, you may think you've got me worried about what you're going to do, dude. You're about to find out what I'm going to do, and that's going to worry you a lot more. And that's what we need. That will change the concept of gun culture, as you call it, to something of reality, which is. Uh, if I'm a hockey team and I got a guy bearing down on me as a goaltender, right. I'm not concerned about what he's going to do. I'm going to make him concerned about what I'm going to do I get that. to stop him. That's when things change. It's interesting because he goes on, he totally takes this writer to task. And then he goes on to uh, stick up for legal gun owners who just want to protect themselves. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Outlaw everything? That isn't the answer. Just... Put some controls. Put some controls. What? So the people, so the, so the people who want to defend themselves can't. No, not so you can't. Just so the idiots can't get a hold of them. That's Do all. you really believe they're not going to? Are you? Are you serious about that? Yeah, are you seriously? Harder. What good will that? Oh my God! You and I just disagree. Okay. You and I just disagree. I I I I I understand that you think that you can control the behavior of people that are dead set on taking um, your way of life away from you. I think you think you can control that. No, and there's uh, only one thing you can do with that. And yeah. that's say, no, dude, that's not going to happen. I have several questions about this. But first of all, he's absolutely right. And you ever, if you, if you pin these people down, the gun control people, mm-hmm. if you pin them down on, like his answer was, oh, I just don't want the idiots to get them. Well, who are the idiots? Criminals, felons already can't possess legally a firearm. Mm-hmm. So if you're excluding felons already, then who who are the idiots? Who are you, you? Never get a straight answer because they don't have one. It's it's in many ways like the conversation we're having right now about the blue line. 
the blue line is not about public transportation. It's not about creating a safer society. It's about getting rid of the cars. The end goal is to get rid of the cars. It's not about, well, people are getting run over. Like, people are getting run over left and right down there in Irvington. That is simply not happening. Have there been people that have probably been hit? Yes, there are people who get hit everywhere all the time. That's the way it works when you have 330 million people driving in this country. Same thing here. It's not about getting rid of the idiots. It's about getting rid of it for everyone. Mm -hmm. And when you pin them down on it, they don't have an answer for this. I do have a quick question, though. Why is this interview a thing again? It was nine years ago. Is there any reason it just, for that? It just popped up. I resurfaced. That's, you know, sort of fun thing that the internet He makes does. some good points, though. He does make some good points, what, which what? is actually surprising coming from Kurt Russell, but he sounds actually sane. Well, I do have one quick question, and then we'll, because we got to get to Kurt, Kurt Darling, and you know mm-hmm. we get fined heavily if we're late getting to the news with Kurt. Yeah, um, that's in your contract. I was like, during that clip, I was looking at Kurt Russell's, what do they call it, cinematography or discography, mm-hmm. if you're a musician, whatever it is filmography yeah um why is he a thing because he's married to well not married to goldie Hawn. is that it because like i, I look he at was his, an overboard I, I look at his list of accomplishments or mm-hmm. films and there's nothing he's ever done that he's been the main guy and he's been in a bunch of movies but he's never been the main guy where you're like wow that was godfather-esque well he mm-hmm. was in quentin tarantino's death proof you ever seen that? I'll restate my point, Kev. Why is <laughs> Why? this guy a movie? thing? Why is he a guy? Yeah. Uh, uh, what, the side actor? Supporting actor? I just don't understand why. I love him in Tombstone. That's, okay, see? That's that was one. an awesome movie. Uh-huh. Um, you just couldn't stay in the in the newsroom no. and smile and look pretty. And let me say, the news with Kurt Darling is up next. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Justice is conducting a criminal investigation. 933, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And believe it or not, the DOJ is going to investigate a Democrat. I saw this. This is a a rare, random, confused, likely accidental act of government accountability going Mm -hmm. on. Although there's also, I I have a theory with the Democrats that there are certain people that they say, you are problematic for us in the sense of you are a nuisance. And we need your nuisancing to stop. And so we'll just do the same thing to you we do to the Republicans for different reasons. This needs to go away. Okay, so the uh, Department of Justice is going to be investigating Representative Cori Bush for misusing money for private security. Boy, she is just, I mean, we have pondered this question before. There are certain people where you just go, can you imagine coming home to that every night? Mm -hmm. And she is definitely in the position of can you imagine what your life would be like if that was what greeted you at the uh after a long day's work well it's interesting you bring that up because she's not coming home to a spouse her husband at the end of a long day of work and he's not saying hi honey you know how was your day because He's there throughout her yeah, entire this day. This is the problem, and right? This is the problem. So she's blaming right-wing folks for her troubles, <laughs> and uh, but she is being investigated for misusing funds for her own private security. What? Now, keep in mind, she has spent more than half a million dollars on her own private security <laughs> while she's been publicly advocating for the defunding of the police. Right. And and uh, she's another anti-gun person, but I guarantee you, um, 
all of these people have people around them with weapons. Again, it's the thing we just talked about in the Kurt Russell segment and the blue line. It's they don't want you to you to have the stuff, whether it's the car in the case of the blue line or firearms in the case of people like her or what you know Kurt Russell was talking about in the in the last segment. And if you want to see what the Democrats are doing, look at who and what they condemn. And it is um, now whether she'll because she is a squad person. So mm-hmm. she is a legit crazy lunatic. She's also a person who sees race and racism in everything, uh, each and everything she encounters. So and undoubtedly uh, she will scream that at some point with this. However, I find it hilarious that she is blaming the Republicans when Joe Biden controls the Justice Department. And last time I checked, he is not a Republican. So her husband is a former security guard and apparently a a current security guard for her. They got married back in February of 23. He has made more than $100,000 in payments from her campaign role since January of 22. So a year before they got married and they were marked as security payments. (laughs) And then they switched the description to wage expenses. Uh And here she is explaining that her husband has been working below market rate. In particular, the nature of these allegations have been around my husband's role on the campaign. In accordance with all applicable uh, rules, I retained my husband as part of my security team to provide security services because he has had extensive experience in this area and is able to provide the necessary services at or, or below fair market rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, first of all, I love the fact that she apparently had to pay her husband in order for him to protect keep, her. Keep her safe. Doesn't that isn't that a bit of an indictment on her? Um, hey, honey, I'm going to this event. I'm really worried for my safety, and eh, I don't feel like going. What if I give you a hundred large? Okay, cool. So that's kind of an indictment on her and that relationship. However, it is just. I mean, the, you see this all the time with these politicians, where they're they're more interested in being entourage guy or girl in this case than they are actually getting to work for the American people. And we see this all the time. We see this at the state house even where these people, these statewide office holders, Rokita is a phenomenal example of this where they roll in Diego, where they roll in with, you know, all these staffers with them, like what anybody cares you're here or someone's out to get you or whatever. Uh, You know, we've been very critical of Curtis Hill, that Curtis Hill is entourage guy. Mm -hmm. These people should be out getting signatures for you, not rolling into the radio station with you, because the signatures are going to be a much bigger deal than whether you can handle yourself on on alone on an interview. Mike Pence was this way. I used to just look at the amount of people who would follow him around compared certainly to Mitch Daniels. I'll never forget this. Mike Pence would go to an interview and there would be like four or five of these state police people wherever he would go, plus the staffers. One time I interviewed Mitch Daniels and he rolled up with one mm-hmm. state police person and that was it. And he rolls in and is like, hey, uh, 
you know, we just need access to a working telephone in case there's an emergency. Um, let's go. Let's go get this interview done. Yeah. Like just, just not like might as well have been, you know, the the county auditor or something in there. And it's the governor of the state. So you don't have to have this. These people, people like her do this because it gives them an enhanced sense of importance and they're able to do it with other people's money. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It, it either makes them feel important or they can't decide on anything on their own and they need to do it by committee. They need to get everybody's opinion around them. So she was hit with two FEC complaints over security payments she made to her husband last year. And she has also paid over $220,000 to a security firm for her personal protection throughout 22. Keep in mind, this is the same woman who is telling Americans to suck it up while she's been arguing about defunding the police while at the same time, simultaneously increasing her own private security. Uh, And she also has no idea how taxes work. So let's listen to this nice montage of her brilliance. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety. The wealthy should pay their fair share. Yes, wealthy should pay their what fair share. What is a fair share? What percentage? So you're saying that 40, you're, you're saying that they're paying their fair share is what you're saying. No, I'm asking what percentage is a fair share. Their fair share, the same, if I'm paying, if a third of my money is going to taxes, then I think a third of their money should be going it to taxes. It does. Well, it does. <laughs> I'm trying to understand because you realize the ta- effective tax rate on the poor is less than it is on the rich, right? Okay, so first of all, um, I'm not the poor. I'm very close to their line, but I'm not the poor. Okay, so the effective, tax rate about... on the, the effective tax rate on the middle class okay. is less than it is on the rich, correct? What fair share would you like to change the tax rate to on the wealthiest what percentage of Americans so it's a fair share? So let's say the wealthy 1% could pay, let's say if they pay, let's just give them 45%. She's like throwing a dart. Let's just say, mm, I don't know. We laugh at this, but this person is one of the 535 most powerful people in this country. And and the poor people of Missouri, who who else did they have to choose from if that's the person that won the election? Uh, These people have influence. They have power. They have um, the ability to shape public policy and public conversation. I mean, we have somehow gone from Madison and Jefferson and Washington and Adams to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not only are you wrong, you have no idea what you're talking about. You are not only wrong and and horrifically wrong, you you have no idea what's going on. You're just making up it as you you go. She is playing a real-life version of SimCity. When he asked her on the tax rate, let's just say 45%. Mm -hmm. It's like if you've ever played the computer game SimCity where you create cities. That's what you can do. You can enter just random things and oh, it didn't work. Oh, I'll just reboot the game and start again. Except she's doing it with real life. It's OTJT. 
on-the-job training. Yeah. And that's what you're getting. Let's talk about uh, Sonia Sotomayor, U.S. Supreme Court to. Justice. Just really quick. Uh. She says that she feels daily frustration. This as conservative justices are moving the country to the ideological right, oh. in her opinion. Uh-huh. She was talking at the University of California. Uh, she made an appearance at the Berkeley School of Law. And she was asked how she copes with the conservative rulings of the court. Uh-huh. And her answer was... That she's tired. Oh. Now, if you were to, Casey, look up the phrase legit idiot in the dictionary, mm. there would be a picture of this woman. And I'm not saying this because she's on the left side of the, sp- of the spectrum. Kagan, Elena Kagan, who is also on the Supreme Court, who is left, uh, is a very learned person. She is, while well, I disagree with much of her reasoning, I believe she was the Solicitor General under Obama. I disagree with a lot of her rulings, but when she speaks, when she writes opinions, most of them you read and go, I can see where a person who has her worldview or judicial philosophy would come to that. And based on that, it is it is well thought through. So this is not a thing where, well, look at Rob going after the Democrats. No, Sonia Sotomayor was chosen because of her gender Mm -hmm. and of her heritage. And that is it. You have one of the arguably nine most powerful people in the country, and now you have two of the nine because Obama was adamant that Katanji Brown-Jackson, or Obama, Biden was adamant that Katanji Brown-Jackson, his words on mine, was chosen because she was black and a woman. Obama was very clear when he chose Sotomayor is because she was Hispanic or Latina or whatever word he used, and a woman. And it shows when this woman opens her, I mean, she is an idiot. Like, she, you would not want her as your lawyer on a DUI case, much less sitting on the Supreme Court. So she was asked how she deals with her colleagues who disagree with her, and she said that she looks for the good in people, and that helps you to deal with the bad more easily. She did have a nice thing to say about Clarence Thomas. She said he's the only justice who knows the name of every employee on the Supreme Court, but no wonder she's exhausted, because it must be exhausting to tell Texas that they have to remove razor wire. Well, I, look, I mean, again, you have, and this, I love this whole, the, moving strongly to the ideological right. I mean, you have the Supreme Court, if we are honest with each other, and that's what we do here, is really three sets of three. You have three rock-solid traditionalists in um, and are reliable in their rulings in Gorsuch and Alito and and uh, and Thomas, mm-hmm. and then you have three in the middle who can go either way depending on the issue. Uh, Barrett and Kavanaugh, who are strong, give strong leniency to immense executive authority, which is a far more kind of liberal, large government view of the judiciary. And then, of course, Roberts, mm-hmm. who pick a day and you'll f- figure out where he comes down. Right. Um, and then you have the three total lefties, two of them extremely radical in Sotomayor and and uh, and, and Brown Jackson and and then Kagan. I mean, it's it's really three, three and three. And these rulings mostly reflect that. It's 945. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 11 minutes in front of 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
Jim Banks was on with Tony Cass yesterday. They had a long conversation about wait, what's wait, going wait. on in Carmel. Time out, time yeah. out. Jim Banks was on with Tony Katz? Mm-hmm. Now, that's crazy because we've invited him on this show so many times. Yeah. And he's on Hammer and Nigel, mm-hmm. and he's on with Tony Katz. Mm-hmm. And he appears not to know that there is a live local program between <laughs> 9 and noon because there is no way. Jimbo must simply not be aware that we are here because there is no way. Big Tough military congressman Jim Banks would totally duck this program because he doesn't want to answer some hard questions. So somehow, Kevin, here is your job. I'm going to give you a job. Kevin, are you ready? I believe you can. I, I, believe, I believe in you that you can accomplish this task. Your job today is to send an email to Congressman Jim Banks. Oh, boy. And to formally invite him onto this radio show and make sure that he knows there is a live and local radio program between the hours of 9 and noon on WIBC. And we we have so many things we would like to ask him. And since he wanted to go on Tony Katz's uh, program and talk about this, you let him know. We will even let him start the interview by talking about this, uh, this, this issue we are about to address. I'm on it. Perfect. So the issue that we're about to address is that Jim Banks has asked the city of Carmel to withdraw from a sister city agreement with a Chinese city and also to refuse trips organized by groups that are linked to China's ruling party. Okay, so he's upset about this because what what so what happens here is uh, places like Carmel will pair up with some place in China mm-hmm. and they call them sister cities yep. where they come to your place and you go to theirs and it's under the guise of can we do business together let's find the points of commonality and basically what ends up happening and this was under Brainerd who was the, the previous mayor they go over there and they get wined and dined and mm-hmm. they stay in nice places and China wants you to look and see see there are no human rights violations going on here there's no intellectual property theft there's no sweatshops uh, and then the, you go back and go oh the China Chinese are so misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So apparently China's been courting uh, a lot of smaller towns uh, like Carmel versus the entire state of Indiana. Yeah. And these mayors go over there and they get feted in, in all sorts of ways, mm. big and small. So it's almost like China is trying to backdoor it. Uh, rather than get the governor on board anymore, they're going yeah. to mayors of smaller towns, and that's how they're trying to wiggle in. Well, and it does go back to this. There's this bill now working its way through the Indiana General Assembly about allowing foreign entities to buy land in the state of Indiana. And it's mm-hmm. going to be super interesting to see if the General Assembly goes forward with this because they have for years now propped up Governor Hightax as he's done all these foreign trips and courted foreign governments to uh, and and quasi-government entities, businesses, et cetera, to come do business in America. So basically what you're saying to these foreign entities is, hey, we want your money. We just don't want you owning any property here. So we'll gladly take your money and and give you tax breaks and everything else. We just don't want you owning any property here. So that's going to be interesting to see how they thread thread that, uh, that needle. Now, look, Jimbo's not wrong about this. It's ridiculous that we have any official government entities that are in any way in bed with the Chinese. However, um, Jimbo may want to spend more time focusing on, at the federal level, what he can do to to change trade policy, etc. Because, let's face it, if you're Carmel 
And you're saying, now I'm not saying I would do this, but I'm saying, you know, Carmel's run by mostly liberals now anyway, so it doesn't doesn't really matter. Uh, but if you're saying, well, wait a second, these people are going to be here somehow, and they're giving their money to someone because you, Jimbo, and the Congress and the government have crafted laws that encourage people to do business still with China, et cetera. Well, if somebody's going to get their money and the benefit of doing business with them, why wouldn't it be us? Well, him and Mike Braun, they wrote a letter and they were urging all of the Indiana state lawmakers to support that proposed bill, which you mentioned, which is uh, 1183. And that is to curtail foreign adversaries from owning farmland here. It's a big in issue. Indiana. It's a huge issue. Well, the amount of foreign owned land in this country has increased by 40% yes. since 2016. There, there, there's no reason, no reason whatsoever that any uh, government, corporation, or person who is not a citizen of this country mm -hmm. should own land, period, end of story. There's no excuse for it. There's no reason for it. And you're right, Casey, though. It has been happening in mass, and it has driven up real estate prices, and it has made it harder for people to buy homes and buy property because they are owned by foreign governments, foreign entities, quasi-government corporations or corporations backed up by foreign governments. It is uh, 9.54. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Coming up next, we're going to speak with Chris Bilbrey. Yes, he's with the Political Spotlight, and there is a really disturbing bill that has made its way through the Indiana House of Representatives, and it is going after people who have a little fun at the expense of politicians. Casey, if this bill passes... It's, they're coming after you, Rob we Kendall. We may have committed a felonious act. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the statute of limitations are. They're coming for us, Casey! It's 93 WIBC. Good morning.